Okay. Hi, everyone. Uh, welcome to the show tonight. Finally, after some um, Facebook technical issues, <laughs> managed to bring it together. And I'm pleased to say that I'm joined by Charlotte from Harvey Hugo. Charlotte, welcome to the show. Hi, John. Thanks so much for having me on. It's a pleasure. Um, first of all, congratulations. How's motherhood treating you? Oh, it's brutal. <laughs> yeah, I, oh, I think it's harder than some of your challenges you do, John. Uh, but I'm loving it. I'm loving it. It's, it's just a massive juggling act, you know, still trying to run a business. I'm still working probably an hour or two a day. Um, always, when I get my laptop out, the baby starts crying. It's just one of those rules. But no, I'm loving it. I suppose that'll lead us into our sort of first uh, question. How does one juggle... Um, work-life balance when a newborn baby comes around I'd love to know the answer <laughs> um, you know you just kind of do your best the whole it's kind of similar to run, starting up a business um because when you first set up a business it's so intense at first and you need you know it requires everything the sleepless nights you have to put a lot of it uh, you have to spend a lot of money you need new equipment everything like that it's all a bit new it's a bit daunting and um, it, it's nerve-wracking it's very much like that having a baby bringing it home from the hospital and um, you, you've got to have that love uh, the passion as well um so and you know my, my business is now almost 10 years old and I liken that to almost having a 10 year old child um, I'm sure it's not as demanding but it can kind of it can run without me it doesn't require 100% my attention like a newborn baby does at the start so I'm I'm glad I'm doing it that way that I've got almost a 10 year old business and a newborn baby rather than having a newborn baby and a newborn business at the same time that must be a real challenge yeah, I mean, so having Hugo was your first baby and now you've got a new baby. Mm -hmm. um, do you still feel like you have to sort of quality, quality control having Hugo anything or are you happy with it? Obviously, you're happy with the team of people you've got there, but how hard is it to sort of think, let, let, the, let the boys and girls at your company do what, the, what you pay them to do, the trust factor? Yeah, I've got absolute trust, um, absolute faith in my team. You have to before you're hiring anyone, um, especially the kind of the senior team and the team manager. They've been brilliant. And it does take quite a lot to kind of let go a little bit. But in my opinion, you can't grow unless you let go because there comes a point anyway where you can't oversee and manage everything. And at first I was trying to do that, but my standard and my quality was dropping because I was working all of the hours because I had my clients look after my role and then I was trying to oversee everyone else's. So kind of I was dropping balls. So you've just got to have the, the, the ultimate trust in your team. There's sometimes times when I'm like, I would have done things differently, but it doesn't necessarily mean it's better. And it's just kind of accepting that. Yeah, that's, that's a fair point. I, I listened to um, Gary V and I listened to him daily. And there was a great point today where he said, Trust isn't earned, trust is given, and, it, and, it, and it's down, basically, you have to just give the trust, and then if someone lets you down, then they don't get the opportunity again, and it's about um, being able to, to, especially when he was talking about growth overall, because someone was sort of saying, oh, I don't want to let so-and-so do this, and I don't want to let so-and-so do that, and he's like, well, you'll never get any bigger than you are, because you, you don't trust the people around you. Yeah, I totally agree. And if you think about it from the other side, if you've brought someone in and you're constantly micromanaging them and not trusting them, of course, they're not going to kind of live up to expectations because there's no need for them to. Um, 
if they're going to be corrected every time by you. So yeah, totally. I, I really believe that. So are you sort of how many hours a day or a week are you getting back to the office or are you just completely away from it at the moment? No, I've been popping in um, probably at first kind of once a week or so. I've probably been to a meeting or a networking event once a week uh, okay. since even from actually within a week of having Cameron, I was in the office more to kind of show us the team. And yeah. <laughs> uh, But yeah, it, I've been in touch with them every kind of every day. Uh, I actually had two days holiday last week um, right. where I made sure I wasn't on my emails and that, that was actually good for me. Um, yeah. But equally, I, I don't want people to think I've got a neglected child at all. It's usually when oh, she's yeah, sleeping yeah. and things like that. Um, but I want her to see as well that, yes, you can have a, a baby. You can be a mum uh, and really hardworking and run your own business as well to kind of hopefully she can aspire to do the same. Um, yeah, so it, it's tough, but just cracking on and... Uh, from next week, I'm going back two and a half days a week. Right, okay. I, I, I'm quite looking forward to that split because at the minute, it's a little bit of everything. I could be changing a nappy while on my emails, doing a tweet. Um, <laughs> you don't want to get that muddled up. And uh, yeah, and then I think I'll have a bit more separation from next week. No, that's cool. Um, sort of going back to what you said about being 10 years, 10 years old as a company, um, where did the... Where did the idea come from and, and what did it take and where did it start having Hugo? Yeah, so I was working for a PR agency up in Newcastle and it was an amazing agency. It kind of had a real family feel. It was a small agency similar to, to mine um, yeah. and I, I just had a lot of respect and admiration for the people running it. But at the same time, I wanted to do things differently, put my own stamp on it and I just had this burning desire to do it. Um, yeah. you know, it was a little bit crazy because I had a, quite a good job. I was quite new into the world of work, really. I'd yeah. been working a few years in the leisure industry throughout uni and then a couple of years in PR and marketing. Um, and yeah, I, I kind of just left and I didn't take any of their clients. I didn't want to be like that. They'd been so good to me and kind of learning, moved back to Darlington yeah. and just started from scratch, really. Um, which was daunting and but you just got to go for it I joined as many networking clubs as I could all of kind of the free ones just to kind of get my name out and about I was going to anything and just kind of spreading the word about my business uh, what was quite different in the early days and what we still kind of have is the pay as you go services yeah, yeah. so it was 2009 and it was the, the recession yeah. um, and what I was finding at the old agency is we only did retainers. So people would have to sign up to a 12 month contract, sometimes even longer and a minimum spend per month. Um, and I could kind of see the way people wanted things was changing because they couldn't afford to commit with all the uncertainty yeah. about. So that's when the page you go press release packages, social media. And yeah. it was also the start of social media. Not many people were taking it seriously, but I knew it had a firm place in PR um, so yeah, just started with that new offering really, and it was harder work because obviously you've got to work for every piece of work rather than just getting a retainer and kind of getting the monthly income coming in. But people were receptive to it, um, and yeah. So then we've still got the page you go side going as well. It just keeps ticking over, and yes, we've got monthly clients now, um, but th that's kind of important because a, a strong brand does need monthly attention. Um, yeah. But if you can't commit to the monthly attention, doing a little bit here and there is better than nothing at all. Yeah, definitely. Um, in the early days, when you're talking there about people didn't believe in social media, I, I think we'll look back in 10 years' time 
And we'll find it hard to believe that people actually didn't believe in social media because it feels like it's just, I don't know, it feels like it just completely runs the roost now. Already it sort of feels so established. It's like, how did anyone, how did people promote before social media? I can't even, <laughs> obviously, obviously TV, but, you know, with the, with the reach you can do now with boosting posts and, 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 and targeted sort of uh, marketing, what what has changed in that in that period of time? Oh, so much. Um, it was very um, a lot more slow pace back then. Um, it was about for us in the PR world. It was more about newspaper coverage, right. um, a lot of kind of local newspapers, a lot of magazines as well, and quite industry specialist magazines. Yeah. Um, so we would send press releases out to them, pitch them to the journalists. They would eventually use them. We'd kind of gather cuttings to send back to the client. Um, and that still happens to a certain extent, but there's a lot less opportunities out there in the traditional media because yeah. either they've gone online or they didn't go online fast enough and they've gone all yeah. together. Um, so the thing that's changed with social media is just you can tweet instantly a story and you can get feedback instantly on the story where you never could be able to do that. I mean, even when I first started, online newspapers were still quite a new thing. And a lot of them were very slow to adapt to getting online. Um, so social media has ultimately kind of caused the demise of some of them. Um, but, but for me, because I, I saw a lot of companies, and it didn't help that it was a recession as well. Yeah, I saw a lot of companies that didn't adapt die. And yeah. so for me, I'm constantly thinking, well, what's new? What's next? And um, I don't want to ever just get tunnel vision and think, right, it's all about social media. Mm. Um, so it, yeah, it kind of keeps me on my toes. Yeah, it's, it's, it's amazing, isn't it? The, what social media has done. And, and you kind of think, well, where do we go from social media? Because it kind of feels like we're, we're at the end of it. But I'm mm. sure there's someone somewhere writing the next thing in, in his bedroom or her, her, her basement or wherever. But you kind of think with all the social media platforms now, what can possibly be next? You know, it, it's hard to yeah. really see what that next pattern is. But Yeah, it, it's interesting. I think, you know, as all social media channels evolve, each has their own target audience. So, you know, now a lot of the kind of people in the 50s and 60s, Facebook's the primary target, whereas a lot of their, their grandchildren, <laughs> children they're bored of it you know they might still be using it as a photo archive um whereas they they're probably on snapchat and instagram um, and it's kind of for us there's always opportunity depending on the target market but yeah. all the kind of artificial intelligence that's coming about uh, that's all quite interesting for the future and you know ultimately we won't even know we're being sold to you know, building a brand can be quite subliminal anyway, but, yeah. you know, we could have things pre-programmed into our brains without us even noticing, which is quite scary. Yeah, we're certainly at a, an interesting time with the internet, um, with the way things are, you know, talking about that sort of what you're looking at and then you get things filtering in your timeline and it's like, oh, how did it even know? Like, I'm sure I've had a conversation about boots with a friend on a phone call. And yeah. then I've gone on my... I've gone on my Facebook and all of a sudden a few scrolls down and, and there's a post about you know um hiking boots and it's like yeah is or is something actually registering here and saying are oh, he's showing an interest in this it's so scary and I, I, I don't know it's it's definitely learning I mean mm. all, I, all I ever get is hiking related stuff in my, in my Facebook due to, due to my own background yeah so obviously the algorithms are are learning and they are sort of putting you in the right direction. So 
Mm-hmm. It's interesting. So it's scary. It's almost like it, you, it, the thoughts cross your mind. You haven't even said anything. It's already advertising to you. <laughs> well, I've seen Terminator Two, and the machines <laughs> are coming. Um, <laughs> you've, got to, you've got to be careful. Yeah. When you went, when you went back to Downton. Where did you start having Hugo from? Was it from your parents' house or were you renting or? Yeah, well, I I was renting up in Newcastle and I couldn't afford to with quitting my job and not having any salary. So luckily my parents, good old parents, took me in. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) And then actually my parents have a beautiful house and I was so lucky to to grow up there and move back there. But I chose to set up my business from the the cupboard next to my bedroom. So (laughs) it was probably, uh, it was, it was tiny. I literally had enough space for a desk. I had a kind of a sloping wall, which I had a, a map of the world on to find my world domination, obviously. But, yeah, you know, haven't really got further than the UK. Um, and a little bookshelf where I kind of put my, my business cards and things like that. And awesome. I was quite proud of that little cupboard. And, you know, I don't really think people took me seriously. Even my mum and dad are, are lovely. They're always very supportive. Yeah. But they ran their own business and they knew how hard it was. They were in retail. And um, I used to always say, can I, can I come into the family business? And they were like, oh, you don't want to do that. And, you know, they were trying to wind things down a bit, mm-hmm. um, which, you know, was a smart move given what ha- what's happened to the retail industry. But, um, yeah, they were like, find a big company, work your way up. You'll kind of have less stress, more rewards, you know, proper pension scheme, that sort of thing. And my brother took that advice and was doing amazing. But yeah. for me, it's, you know... I had to do it. I can't even describe why I had to. I just needed to. I, it, there's more more to it than making money for me. Yes, that's a nice byproduct, but it's having that brand that you're proud of and building yeah, a team. And yeah, um, that, that really matters to me. Well, you said there that they weren't taking you seriously, but they're definitely taking you seriously now um, because a lot of people who I speak to know, know if not of you, of definitely of your brand and, and of where you've, um, sort of locate yourself within Darton. So congratulations to that because oh, they're, def- they're definitely taking you seriously now. And I can I can only see you're getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Um, mm-hmm. On you touched on an interesting point there actually, retail. Um, I'm fascinated by it because where is retail going to be in five years' time? Mm-hmm. Because I think the high street needs to work out what it wants to be. Mm-hmm. At the moment, it doesn't really know it's what it wants to be, and until it until it really sort of dials that in, I think we'll have less high street, but better quality high street. That's what I think mm. it'll go to. Yeah, well, it's just so much more than shopping at the minute. People want that experience. They don't even want to just go and sit in a restaurant anymore. They want the theme. They want a feel to it. It's about selling that feeling. So, and also residential, we're needing more and more homes. People are looking for more quirky flats and, and places like that. So definitely for leisure, leisure is going to grow and grow, especially if there's more machines going to be able to do our jobs. Mm. Um, yeah, leisure, entertainment. Um, yeah, and retail, obviously it's online is massive for it and social media now, Instagram's bringing out its own shopping uh, platform, which sounds amazing and is almost going to cut out a lot of the kind of e-commerce websites. Um, yeah, but, um, you know, I, I st- things come in cycles as well. Again, maybe people will get sick of, they'll want that experience again, that novelty, um, but it's, it's a long way off that coming back around. Um, I'm... I know it's kind of bad for the high street, but I'm quite excited about that shopping village that's going to be opening at Scotch Corner. Um, that yeah. looks quite nice. And I think I think it's just 
evolving you know high streets aren't dying they're evolving and people just need to reframe that in their minds i think you're right there um the terminology that gets used as well you know if you start using words like chaos and and dying it's very negative instead of saying embracing different terminology vibrant uh nuance boutique um th yeah. those sorts of words you know i think it's a bit more um it's it's how we word things and it's how we phrase things there's loads mm -hmm. of really great I don't know, and I can't sort of picture this, but for some reason, all we ever seem to do now is drink coffee in coffee shops. Yeah. And I mm -hmm. can't really remember when all of a sudden we went from no coffee shops to like, what, one every three or four shops now? And yeah, we're, we're really lucky in Darlington because, um, and I will name drop, Echo Free, um, Pray Go, uh, mm -hmm. The Waddling Duck, all of these sorts of places are are definitely making their own little grooves. And, they're, yeah. and they're building, what they're doing is um, they're building their own little communities around the coffee shop and around, mm -hmm. around, around the coffee brand itself and their own little unique style. Mm -hmm. and I, think, I think those sorts of places, they'll be fine. Um, yeah, I do. And, but that's them putting in the work. You know, it comes down to brand as well. And yeah. brand is kind of community and your relationships. And this is why social media is such an amazing tool because you're strengthening that even when the, the little shops or cafes aren't open. Um, and it's people that kind of open up a shop or open up a cafe and just expect people to come to them. It's the same online. If people just create a website but don't do any kind of marketing to, to that website, it doesn't just happen. Traffic doesn't just come. Football doesn't just happen. You've got to work hard and build that community. Yeah, no, that's, that's a valid point. And, and it blows my mind when I go places and, and I'll say to someone, oh, I'm, I'm just doing a post here. I'll tag you in. Watch you. What? And they're like, oh, we're not on um, We're not on the Facebook or we're not on Instagram. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's like there's a... Um, there's, there's a really nice uh, place in Barnet Castle and, and they spent an absolute fortune on it. And, and I spoke to them. I was like, oh, I'll bring people here tomorrow, blah, blah, blah. And I'll tag you in on Instagram so people will start to sort of follow you. And they're like, oh, we're not on it. And I'm like, a place like this, which is completely built on a visual theme. Mm -hmm. Instagram. And, and then all the old classic lines start coming out. I don't have time. Um, mm -hmm. I don't really understand it. Um, I don't really see the point in it. It's like, look, that's irrelevant because mm -hmm. you need to be on Instagram. Um, and if you want to prioritize a platform, if you're a visual, visual seller, then it has to be Instagram, doesn't it, for your stories and how easy it is to connect with people and follow people and follow hashtags. It's just, it's such a great platform, definitely. definitely. And you're really great at this as well. And like what you were saying, you've got to give to get back. I'm a big yeah. believer in that. So you've got to give and give, give other people kudos and goodwill and support other people and other brands for them to then kind of support and engage with you. And yeah. you know, people often are like, social media is a whole other world. It's not really. It's yeah. exactly how you'd act in, in real life. You know, if you're on social media, just tweeting saying, hi, would you like a coffee? Would you like a coffee? Come, we, come and have a look at our coffee coffee like people just they would disengage if you were going to a networking event talking like that and yeah. um, instead you kind of get to know people you kind yeah. of see what makes them tick and you build relationships with people i think it's it's very important and um there's a a, a woman that started coming out hiking with me and she's she's basically said to me you know out of all the people who, who i've sort of inter interacted with engaged with you're the only one who's sort of giving me anything back. So 
you will actually like my hiking photos and you'll actually say, oh, is that down there with Biabi and is that so-and-so? Mm -hmm. and, like, and I like that about you. And that's, that's why predominantly now I've decided that, I, you know, I am Team Eagles and I'm coming mm -hmm. out with you. Yeah. And I do not understand people who leave engagements open and they don't reply to them, even with a like or an emoji. It's like, how long do you think the person at the end of that phone or, or the laptop or the tablet is going to say, do you know what? I'm just going to move on and find someone else because mm -hmm. um, if you're having a conversation with someone and they didn't reply to you, you you'd be like, excuse me. Excuse, and then that's it. Gone. And it's the same. It's rude. It's just yeah. rude. Again, you wouldn't do it in real life if someone no. comes and says, hi, how are you doing? I'm interested yeah. in this and just ignore yeah. them. Um, yeah. You only get so much time with someone um, to get back to them. You know, if they've sent you a message saying, oh, I'm interested in this social media package, how much um, blah, blah, blah. They've sent that exact same message to five other firms. Mm -hmm. And if you don't get back to them within, I don't know, maybe it's a window of 12, 24 hours, mm -hmm. someone else yeah. has and, and that's gone. Even less, I'd say, you know, sometimes on LinkedIn, when you see the, the referrals, when people say, can you recommend a PR agency? Definitely. You see how quick they all flood in. And often those first three are the ones that get selected. So immediacy is, can be more important than sometimes the quality of the supplier. Yes. Um, because people are so impatient. They've got such lowered attention spans because of all this social media and the kind of online world that they want things and they want things now. And they, they won't even kind of review all the options because they want it so bad. How, how do you deal with being, I mean, I first came to you for all your free seminars, which then I built trust in you because I thought, well, if they're giving away all these free seminars and they're all excellent, if I actually pay them, wow, it must be next level. But how much do you give away for free before you think, yeah, that person's only here for the take and now it has to stop. Mm. And I think that is a very clear you know, you must have had it where you think, mm, I think we'll give you enough for free. It's time yeah. to see some, uh, see some money in the bank. <laughs> Definitely. It is hard because you want to build goodwill and sometimes you meet the most lovely, genuine of people and you want to help them. And I did a lot of kind of in-kind work or even reduced rate work at the start of running a business because equally I was wanting to get my rep reputation out there. But yeah. there comes a point, like you say, you need money in the bank, particularly when you've got staff, you've got to pay their wages every month. Yeah. Um, and, and some people are just freeloaders. They're out to get all they can. And it, you do get a little bit better at spotting that. But even with Yougoversity, we've kind of introduced a, a membership now. Yeah. So you get two free seminars. Yeah. And then if you're a client, you get to come anyway. But if you kind of want to just come, continue coming to the, to the seminars, you do have to pay. It's a very small fee. Oh, but, yeah. Um, but yeah, it is, it's hard to get that fine line. And, and equally, you don't want to give away too much. Some people could just come to our seminars, which is fine, and just learn from them and do it themselves. And that, yeah. that's totally fine. But yeah, you, ideally, if we were just doing that, we wouldn't have a business. We'd just be yeah. giving away things for free and helping other people. Yeah. Um, what, if someone wanted to get into social media, um, how, what would they have to do to say impress, to impress you? I'm, I'm feeling like, the next generation that are coming up um, they're becoming less sort of audio being able to talk to people but they're also very good at social media and impressing you with memes and mm, I know what 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 would what is it that you would look for if someone was trying to gain entry into sort of the yeah. world 
it's really hard because you do you are finding now more and more you've got the social media like you say excellent online skills brilliant at kind of tweeting getting back to people immediately but and this isn't true of everyone because there are some all-rounders out there and we're trying to spot them but then pick up the telephone they freeze they don't know what to say or go go to a networking event they don't know how to handle themselves and we do need those all-rounders in what we do with the PR element as well and it's also there's very we're we're writers essentially Uh, so you need to be able to write a release which is a whole kind of different skill write an article write a tweet and they might be great at writing tweets and writing kind of little constructing a great Instagram post but yeah it it is really tough to to meet those people who are excellent online as well as offline and out and about and yeah it it is really hard to find them and you know sometimes I feel uh, the education systems doing enough to make sure there's a mix of both um but then sometimes people come to us and they, they, they excel in one area, but we can train them in the rest. I'm, I'm a big believer if, you, if you're passionate about something, you will learn. And I'd rather hire someone with a, a really good attitude rather than all the skills and a bad attitude. And a bad attitude, yeah. No, that's, yeah, and it goes back to what we said at the start of this about end of the day when someone works for you, they, they are you really, aren't they? They are having you go, they are you. And mm. if you took them on and you've said, yeah, these are the people, and then, you know they make a mistake or they don't do something up to your standard you think well you know is it on me is it on them um yeah i know i'm now starting to hire people to lead my events for me like yeah it happened happened at the weekend just gone i did my first ever double event awesome i had it was awesome and the guy who, who who had working for me is absolutely 10 out of 10 but it was like um my baby was being watched by someone else yeah, and I, was, and I was distracted on on the day. Yeah. I did think, oh, I hope everything's going all right over in the lakes, and you know, I was checking my phone a little bit, thinking I've got no messages, so that means everything's okay. And then, like afterwards, like I sort of had an accountability meeting on a Monday morning with a, with a friend of mine, and he was like, "How how did it all go?" And I was like, "I didn't really give a hundred percent on my own event because I was a bit distracted, and then maybe mm-hmm. I got it, maybe I got away with it this time, but." would I get away with it next time and I need to sort of have a word with myself and say if you're saying that you trust this person to do it John then you just have to just say that's happening over there but mm-hmm. I need to hear 100% and it's hard you'll, yeah. you'll be fine <laughs> <laughs> I just uh, it was it was a weird feeling but and as well um, Charlotte I don't know about you but I'm very like impressed me do you know what I mean impressed me you know mm-hmm. your company and you impressed me do you know what I mean like and and I want that from people who are wanting to work for me. Like I'm wanting to sort of see someone basically come and knock on my door and say, oh, by the way, didn't you know that I'm, I'm an absolute eagle? Oh, really? Brilliant. Well, mm-hmm. let's see. You know, yeah. I, I like that sort of upfrontness with people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, impress me. And, and I think is, is, is what I like. But Yeah, you need that proactivity as well. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's taken me, well, we've had good, really good people along the way, but equally we've had some shocking people. And it's just, and some of that was me and my hiring mistakes as well, right. um, which again, you learn from. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you have to kiss a few frogs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's a valid point. Have you had any, have you had any at the start of it, have you had any sort of, moments where you thought oh it's not going my way and maybe if this was the wrong move and the recession and and yeah 
what what yeah. was the key moments where you thought, no, I'm I'm on I'm onto something now. It's really starting to happen. Well, um, at first it was just almost pure adrenaline every day, and you know, equally sometimes I'm more motivated by people telling me that I can't do something than people telling me that I can. It gets my back up and I get fired up about it. So that kind of fueled me through almost the first year. But really? the thing I was really shocked about, which was quite naive of me firstly I thought that people would pay <laughs> secondly you know firstly pay on time and then oh, secondly, wow. pay, actually pay and I got I think people saw me coming and thought oh this girl is, is a bit clueless in terms of the finance side yeah. sorry you can probably hear my daughter screaming <laughs> yeah and um yeah so I got stung a few times and it was a really harsh lesson to learn especially when you don't really have that much money to start with anyway yeah. and people aren't paying you and I had a couple of members of staff at that point as well and oh, I, kind wow. of ru- I kind of rushed into it a bit I kind of wanted to prove that I could and prove prove maybe that I was bigger than I was yeah, so yeah. I would hire this I would hire in advance of perhaps getting the work it thinking that oh it'll come and these people help me bring the work in and uh, unfortunately a couple of people let me down badly and I, I didn't have money to, to pay someone so I had to make one of my members of staff redundant and that really hurt me because I really liked her she was amazing and obviously at, at points like that you think is this worth it you yeah, know I had, yeah. I had wow. a total sleepless night before it because I just didn't know didn't want to tell her yeah. um and yeah but then I just kind of thought right well let's kind of it almost re-motivated me again because I thought I'd, I'd never want this to happen again I've got to work yeah. hard I've got to kind of trust my instinct a bit more and don't be so foolish restructure my payment systems another thing as well which again is my my own naivety I didn't have a clue about tax and things like that and obviously I paid it all I got a good accountant to help sort me out but I I was just like why should I have to pay this and (laughs) so yeah um, I I should have uh, been a little bit more astute like that (laughs) oh well that's really that's 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 really honest I've I've just just now got it all sorted. I go a limited company on the first of April. Oh good. Uh, like it's just time to get in the big game, Charlotte. Do you know what I mean? That's well, that's it. It's often about perception. And yeah. you know, I, I went limited straight away because of perception of it. Um yeah. I, I started I registered for that straight away because of the perception of it. And again, it was kind of sometimes I feel that you know, there's one thing of the obviously in PR it is all about perception and reputation. So yeah. that's great. But sometimes I, I took kind of too big a step that I needed to take really for the sake of looking good and um, sometimes people you know it doesn't matter if you're not that registered it doesn't matter if you're, you're limited when you're starting off and um, sometimes people are more kind of warm will warm to you more if they can see that you're kind of setting it up from from say a small cupboard at home but I didn't yeah. necessarily broadcast that because yeah. I, I kind of had Harvey and Hugo as names because I thought they sounded like senior partners. Yeah, the- yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it was only when someone said, kind of have Mr. Harvey's advice on this. And I was like, well, he's asleep under the table at the minute. <laughs> I thought I had to start coming clean. Um, but yeah, it was just, you know, image and perception is one thing, but so is kind of growing slowly and managing yeah. your cash flow. No, um, that, that's, a, that's a valid point. And, and I'm lucky. Um, being backed by the veteran community they, they've put me onto an absolutely brilliant accountant and she's based down in London and, and already she's, you know, she's, she's directed me in the right way and we're doing this now and we're doing that. And she's mm-hmm. already said like, you need to think bigger than you are, John. And, 
you know, mm-hmm. you, you know, you need to start aiming high. And that's with what I sent you the other day about that event. She was like, you've got a very good skill set and you, you know, you need to start doing this and doing that. And she's like, you need to be, you know, let's get you registered and let's get it in. Let's get on the big game now. And let's be, you know, perception again. Mm-hmm. There'll be people who look at this now and say, Oh, such and such limited. Oh, okay. It's not just, it's not just mm-hmm. a Facebook business page. This is someone who's actually, you know, in, in the game, as we like to say. So mm-hmm. I think it's, it is important. And, and what you said there about taxation, um, obviously you've been in the game longer than me, but I think it's very important if someone is getting into business that that isn't overlooked, is it? That is a mm-hmm. serious concern to think about. Um, yeah, definitely. Just doing things properly. And, you know, sometimes from the outside, people sometimes say to us, you know, your rates are quite steep. I was talking to a freelancer, they could do it for a load cheaper. But when you want a you want a proper business, you do have to, you know, you have to pay things like rates and, you know, get limited and pay a decent accountant. And, and so you kind of need to charge your worth for that quality service. And by having all those things in place, you're, you're protecting your clients anyway. Um, yeah, but, but it, it's all hard. And there's things that I've done as, as I kind of grown as and when I could afford them you know at first it's frustrating because you want to have everything and you want to look amazing so I kind of did what you're doing and you're doing an amazing job because you're making use of all the things that you have all the resources you have to grow your brand and you've been one of our most you know (laughs) impressive clients and kind of uh, pupils of Hugoversity because you've taken you've actually taken things on board and you've actually done it and there's like two different things and saying oh yeah that's good advice and then actually doing it and you're actually doing it yeah no um and another thing like with that Charlotte is is I may be I'm always open to listen and I'm always Mm -hmm. open to criticism from people and constructive criticism and I've I've surrounded myself with with eagles, do you know what I mean? That whole mm-hmm. saying, I've surrounded myself with people who are, who are doing it, and I'm like, right, they're doing this, and they're doing this, and I'm not doing this, and this, and you know, and it, it is the right thing to do, and I think, like, if some people come to your Hugo Versities, and they maybe sit there for half an hour and think, yeah, that was great, and then walk out the door and think, oh, I'm not actually going to bother, it's like, you've just missed an opportunity, because... Mm-hmm my most successful platform is LinkedIn. Uh, sorry, yeah. is, is um, Instagram because yeah. I learned how to do them stories. Mm-hmm. And I get loads of people commenting and liking and sort of message me about my stories. Mm-hmm. And, but you just have to find your way of doing them. Like, uh, I love your stories. <laughs> yeah, I love your whole, the cheekiness and quirkiness of your brand that you've developed that whole ducks versus eagles. Yeah. Brilliant. And yeah. Yeah, and I was afraid of doing that at first. You know, the brands evolve. We've got cheekier or kind of yeah. quirky in our own way. But at first, I felt like I had to conform to kind of the suits and be smart and very professional in terms of kind of the, the social media activity. But then I, I kind of thought you, you kind of get bolder and braver. Well, certainly for me, as I've got older and the brands got older, yeah. and just thought, you know, if people don't like what we're doing, I probably won't like them as a client. So yeah. I want to attract the clients that we want. You, you're right, you know, um, when I first got into sort of the mountaineering, um, no one did live videos. No, mm. one, went li- no one went live on, on the mountains. Yeah, I do it a different way by putting all the filters on and put, sort of putting a spin on it. Mm-hmm. But what I want to do is, and I think it's very important, is you need to put a face to the brand. Yes. Not just this corporate image. Like, who, who is the person behind this? And, 
you know, there's been a few failed live videos and I think, you know what, I'm not going to remove them because that's mm -hmm. life, isn't it? Do you know what yeah. I mean? That, that's, it's real. You know, relate to that. Oh, it didn't quite work. And I've had days like mm -hmm. that. And people, people like the honesty, do you know what I mean? Um, mm -hmm. and, and, and I think that's the best way to be. And um, some people in the mountaineering industry don't, they don't like me, but I, I do not care because I fly too high for them to see. Yeah, yeah, good for you. No, I like that. It's courageous. It's, you know, um, I, I want to be everyone's friend and I want to get on with everyone. But if they don't, then I've got sharp claws and, and, and a big beak. So... <laughs> Love it. <laughs> we, we can clash, but um, I'll sort of just um, sort of start to finish off here because we're getting on mm -hmm. a little bit with time, and I can hear baby in the background. I know. Now. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, no, it's totally fine. It, I love it. It's, it's real life. So yeah. um, I always end the shows with the five watts. So yeah. um, the first what is what's uh, the best advice you've been given? It is to believe in yourself. I know it's corny and cheesy and everything like that, but and you hear it all the time, but I really didn't believe in myself. Um, yeah. I thought I'd give this a go and see what happened. I thought I can always go back to a job. Um, it was only kind of about five or six years in that I really started to believe in myself and things really started to take a turn. And just, just having that confidence, you know, it, I always knew that I could deliver a good service, but when you see the results, when you see your team, when you hear the feedback and you get praise and referrals, it just feels amazing and it just kind of strengthens that belief. Awesome, awesome. Uh, the second what, uh, what's on your bucket list? Either that's business or personal. So business-wise, I don't really believe you've got a business and then until you've got a commercial, prof commercial profitable enterprise that can run itself. Awesome. Um, you know, this, this three months where I've kind of been off, um, and yeah, I've been working a little bit, but it kind of, it has proved to me that it, I'm getting there. I still think it needs me. You know, a lot of the, the work that I do is business development, so bringing the work in. So I'm, yeah. that's kind of my ultimate goal. If I can have a business where if I don't want to go to work in the morning, I don't have to. I probably still will because yeah. I love it, but that must just be lovely. Um, yeah. And just to, yeah, grow my team and just have wonderful people and almost to help, again, this sounds really cheesy, but almost to help my team achieve what they want out of life as well. Um, so, yeah, that would be it. Fair enough. Um, I think you've probably already said it. Uh, what's your toughest day? Yeah, um, making someone redundant was awful. Um, and, you know, losing clients is never nice. Um, you know, it's happened recently as well. We've lost clients and we always get, it's nothing you've done. It's just our financial situation and stuff. And that still feels nice. And we always get a glowing testimonial, but it's still painful. It still hurts. Um, and it's still quite stressful as well. Yeah, well, definitely. Um, number four, what's your happiest day? Now, I know you're just, you know, you're a mother. <laughs> um, and everyone always with kids always says, oh, I was when my uh, boy or my girl was born. But yeah. Um, we could have that one and another sort of business-related one. Oh, well, my birth was horrendous, so I wouldn't even say that. Oh, okay. <laughs> Obviously, it took a few days, and I was like, oh, this is nice. Now I'm happy. Oh. <laughs> but, um, it, I really can't pick one day. Um, when, when I hear people talk nicely about my company or even just say, oh, I've heard of them, that is just such a lovely feeling. Um, and so, yeah, it's a bit of a cop-out. No, it's not. No, if that's, that's it, does that mean? And uh, the final what is what's next for yourself and Harvey Hugo? 
yeah i just want to keep growing there's that quote of if you're not growing you're dying and um you know just grow and evolve in different ways and i really want to the page you go side was what helped us get started and i want to bring that back and develop kind of uh, its own website its own brand for that um obviously hugo versity is still in its infancy that sometimes does get neglected a little bit because of harvey and hugo and just being busy there um so yeah just just keep growing um maybe open a london office in the future and so yeah we'll just see that's that's brilliant it sounds like onwards and upwards for you definitely um so uh i won't keep any longer it's been brilliant speaking to you um i'll definitely be seeing you soon because i've got a lot of great ideas coming up um glenn caffer this weekend which is absolutely consumed um um, sleep sleepless nights Um, (laughs) i know the feeling But I think that's what it's all about. So um, thanks very much for your time and I'll see you soon. Thanks so much for having me on, John. And thanks. I think your your business is amazing and you're doing wonderful things. Thank you. Thanks very much. I'll see you soon. See you. Bye. 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 Bye.